Hello and welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host Matthew Roberts and this is Series 3, Episode 261 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you once again for joining us today as we continue with our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are looking at Doctrine and Covenants uh, sections 102 to 105 this week, covering September the 13th to September the 19th. And today we're looking specifically at Doctrine and Covenants section 103. Now in this section, uh, we'll first of all look at the background and context, and we'll probably begin a little bit of the section today. But ultimately, uh, it was given in response to the news um, that further persecution had happened in Missouri kind of in the late 1833 months. Uh, And so there was a lot of concern about what was going to happen with the lands and and the saints in particular uh, in this area. Um, In the Joseph Smith Papers analysis, it says, quote, Joseph Smith dictated a revelation on the 24th of February 1834 that instructed the church how to restore Missouri members to their Jackson County lands from which they had been driven in the fall of 1833, close quote. So basically this, um, the new High Council um, meeting which had been established uh, previously in the last section, this was probably the third um, item that they had to discuss. And it was this uh, about um, the, 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 the plight of the members of the church in Missouri. Uh, it was brought to the High Council by Parley P. Pratt and Lyman White, who travelled from Missouri to Kirtland to report on the state of affairs of the members who had taken refuge in Clay County. Um, it says, quote, Pratt and White also asked the High Council how and by what means Zion was to be redeemed from our enemies, close quote. At this stage, Joseph Smith with the High Council, along with other individuals who were present at this meeting as well, um, because, because it seems like it wasn't just those me- those members of the High Council who were at this meeting, but others as well, which is obviously very different to how it works today, um, which is interesting in itself. Uh, but Joseph Smith um, dictates this revelation. Um, we don't know whether it was dictated before, during or after the High Council meeting, but in this meeting, a call was given to gather some men together uh, and some individuals, really, to, to go to the uh, safe help of those saints and secure these lands again for them in some way. Um, what is interesting here is, is about how... Um, the Lord obviously gives this invitation. And what we'll t- do, we'll talk about specifically what this this group was called as it was Zion's camp, which we talk about often in church history. Uh, and we'll discuss that a little bit more when we get to section 105, I think, because more and more details is given on that and exactly what happens to this camp as it makes this aim to try and um, help these members. Um Although at the time it wasn't called Zion's camp, it was called the camp of the camp of Israel, uh, and they went in the summer of eighteen thirty four. So we'll talk a bit more about that in a later episode. But obviously, this is the kind of the <laughs> pardon me initial um, response uh, to the uh, to the issue to the problems that the saints were, were witnessing in Missouri. To begin with, in in section one hundred and three, the Lord responds to their questions by saying, "Why." these things had happened. And we have discussed this and talked about why these things were happening last week when we were talking in particular uh, to the uh, specific struggles they were going through. Um, In verse 2, it says, Being driven and smitten by the hands of mine enemies, on whom I will pour out my wrath without measure in mine own due time. In mine own time, it says rather. Um, So we know that these people were 
um, that the people that were causing the afflictions of the saints would receive their uh, just rewards, as it were, in that time. Um, and in verse 3 it says, For I have suffered them thus far, that they might fill up the measure of their iniquities, that their cup might be full. So one reason uh, is that those who are wicked will be able to have uh, justice given, uh, and that they will receive not so much the blessings, but the, the, the consequences of their wickedness. Uh, and so that is one reason the Lord allows it, because they have agency, basically. They have the ability to choose. And with agency comes the difficult um, truth that if you have the agency to, to make the choices you want, then some people are going to make those choices which will damage others. And we see that uh, very often. Um, and I'm sure it, it makes the Lord um, weep uh, when he sees that happen. But this agency is vital, a vital part of the plan in order to help us become more like our Heavenly Father. Um, so we know how and learn how to use that agency more effectively as well. So whilst it is a very difficult thing for the saints to have had to have endured, it is something that was necessary uh, to allow these individuals to make these choices. Um, but also, as we've talked about before, the Lord said that there, were, there was issues on behalf of the saints as well. Uh, in verse nine, uh, verse 8, for example, it says, But inasmuch as they keep not my commandments and hearken not to observe all my words, the kingdoms of the world shall prevail against them. And then in verse 9, For they were set to be a light unto the world and to be saviours of men. And inasmuch as they are not saviours of men, they are as salt of the salt that has lost its savour, and is thenceforth good for nothing but to be cast out and trodden under foot of men. Salt is an interesting thing, and it's it's one um, metaphor which I've always struggled to understand really what the meaning of is, what the meaning of it is. But this helps me understand it a little bit more. The fact that salt, when it's generally used for pres preserving food and for savour and for the flavour and seasoning of food and, and things like that, it has to be pure salt. Um, and as such, you know, that is when it is able to be used in that way. But if, a, if salt is not pure or it's not, you know, able to fulfill its purpose, then the only purpose it's really good for is to be, as it says here, cast out under the foot of man um, and to be able to um, be used to in frost and things like that to make the ground uh, less, you know, uh, treacherous for man. And so which kind of salt do we want to be do we want to be the salt that has the the only purpose is to be trodden under the foot of man which interestingly uh, it could be an um, applied to kind of the difficulties that the saints are going through now or for its true purpose um in a quote um carlos e sa said this uh quote priesthood is god's power it is to be used in saving souls it is not shared with young men or older men simply to sit on or to hold in name only it is shared with the expectation that the receiver will exercise it in behalf of himself and others. The priesthood is to be honoured and callings within the priesthood are to be magnified, close quote. And let's remember that, you know, in many discussions we've had previously on this podcast, this relates to sisters in the church as well. In their roles, uh, as the roles that they have are, are callings within the priesthood uh, and that they act with priesthood power uh, whenever they are called and assigned to various responsibilities in the kingdom. So we want to be able to be called those who have used salt or who have used well, salt that is used for its true purpose, pure and listening uh, to, the, to the guidance and uh, wishes and the will of the Lord. But as the revelation continues in section 103, uh, all is not lost. 
uh, for these individuals. It says in verse 16, Therefore I will raise up unto my people a man who shall lead them like as Moses led the children of Israel. For ye are the children of Israel and the seed of Abraham, and ye must needs be led out of bondage by power with a stretched out arm. And then in verse 19, it says, Therefore let not your hearts faint, for I say not unto you as I said unto your fathers, mine angel shall go up before you, but not my presence. Um, we know that we will be blessed and secured and that we'll have angels to go before us. Elder Robert D. Hale said this, quote, Fear of the unknown or, or fear that we don't have the scriptural skills or language required can cause reluctance to serve. But the Lord has said, if you are prepared, you shall not fear. Your life is your preparation. You have a valuable experience. You have been raised in a family and served in the church. Just go and be yourselves. The Lord has promised that angels will go before you. You'll be told by the Spirit what to say and when to say it in a very natural process as you strengthen your missionaries, testify to investigators and new members, teach leadership skills and friendship and fellowship less active members, helping them return to full activity. You are the testimony and you will touch the lives of those with whom you come into contact. Close quote. Now here he's speaking to individuals that have been raised in the church, generally youth. But obviously in terms of how we live and how we serve, we can find great um, comfort in the knowledge that we have been given um, a wonderful opportunity to serve and to love. Uh, and that is what these members were given. Uh, and they were invited to continue to do so uh, throughout this revelation so that as time moves on, they could receive the full blessings uh, available to them. We'll continue with this section tomorrow. So thank you very much for joining us. Uh, please do follow the podcast on the on the Facebook page, Church of Jesus Christ Study Session with Come Follow Me. Uh, or you can email ldsstudysession at gmail.com if you'd like to share something, uh, some feedback or some study for a future podcast episode. Thank you very much for your time. And until we meet again.